calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. About it's the calm before the storm right here. Wait, how was I gonna start this off? I forgot. Oh yeah. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. When I hear that hotline bling, that can only mean one thing. No, I don't have... When I listen to, never would play that. You can see where people enjoy listening to Harvey Levin speak. Is a sentence I never thought I'd say in this lifetime. Oh, I don't listen to so much stuff you all say. Thank you. I'm just trying to get away from that guy's boner. Hi, I'm Carrie Dubeck, and I'm reading for the role of man at party who smells fart. <clears throat> Great party. Thank you. Okay, great. Let's go again, but this time I think the fart is just bigger and fatter. And now. You got my attention. I am listening. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Monday, the 28th of January. Hey, kids. I did it briefly today, you guys. Briefly. What? Took the took the wrong way to work. Oh. Just briefly. Oh, finally. Supposed to come on the 101. Took the 405 South like I used to last September. When was it? When did we yeah, move? Yeah, September, October. But then realized it right away and got back off and went on the right way. Oh man, it's close. would have been nice. It was very close. We wow. are stunned that that hasn't happened. Not just to you, but to a- any of us that have worked in that building for so long. I am also stunned that yeah. I, that it hasn't happened to me more. But and yeah. that it only took one exit. Right? Yeah, that's impressive. Pretty sharp. Course uh-huh. correction. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. <Yes. laughs> Thank you, <laughs> guys. Um, we're in a hot Lana. Yeah. Yes. I'm trying to bring Hotlanta back. Uh, no need, really. <laughs> oh, no, sounds natural. Which, from some people, mm-hmm. uh-huh. th- this may not be the time to bring Hotlanta back as it's uh, snowing there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But um, by the way, the uh, the Kevin Bean trip to Atlanta is brought to us by TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand, which I am happy to to say. Um, I got to get me a new TV now. Okay, I, I don't know if that's part of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I don't think we get TVs. Maybe other people do. Oh, I think there is rad. word that we're going to be giving away some TVs while we're while we're broadcasting. Oh, all right. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, yeah. So we can just uh, take one? So this uh, okay. this week, of course, is, uh, you know, the Ramley has Rams fever. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been funny watching the news try to capture the excitement because I, 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 a, I complain a lot about what they put on the news. Right. You know? And I but then you the, defend it like crazy when there's a car chase on. That's a that's you. You don't, you're the one. No, I'm saying he defends the news like crazy, as if the, everything's important. Oh, uh, yeah. Got it. Yes, got I want it. There, it isn't because you, I want there to be good news. But right. I understand that the temptation this week, leading up to the Super Bowl, is that <laughs> just being careful <laughs> is that you're going to interview a bunch of Rams fans. Right. And the Rams fans miraculously all guarantee that the Rams are going to win. Right. So because you're already tired of the man on the street interview with I am. do you think I'm, they're going to win? I'm already tired of the man on the street interview. Yes. Right, that's already, all we're going to do then. 
I am already <laughs> tired of interviewing super fans of a team about who they think is going to win the game. What do they expect to come out of those interviews? And how am I, the home viewer, uh, impacted in a positive way by seeing a Rams fan express that he wants the Rams to win the Super Bowl? Uh, I, it would be funny if he's like, I'm going to be honest, I don't think we're going to win. Right. <laughs> we're going to get close, we're going to yeah. play well, but I just don't think Everyone's going to play see. their hardest, but in the end, we're going to come up short. <laughs> I would I would respect that. I would. I yeah, really same. would. Yeah. Um, the Randy's Donuts painting the uh, painting the donut uh, Rams colors. Mm-hmm. That's legit. I love I that think stuff. That's news. Yeah. I think uh, covering the hundreds of people that were there for the you know the the the, the farewell party, the kickoff uh, to the trip party yesterday. I think that was legitimate news. Looks I like, like a lot of fun. I like the people who bought fraudulent tickets. That's a uh, very common. Oh, during oh that's a good one too. I love that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And then CBS Channel 2 did a very lengthy report, we don't have to get through all of it, where they talked to a fan who wants to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, this is this is what they this is what was on the news. <laughs> this woman has been a Rams fan all her life. <laughs> her love for the team is off the charts. CBS 2's Rachel Cam is live in Fullerton where she caught up with this super fan. Yeah, Jeff and Pat, our colleague Leslie Marine first met Diane Wallace this past weekend in New Orleans before Sunday's game. While her love and passion for the Rams made such an impression on us, we wanted to catch up with her again back here at home. Okay, so it's legit that she's enough of a fan that she traveled to New Orleans to see the uh, the NFC Championship game, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Do we need a follow-up with her? Unless they're surprising her with Super Bowl tickets, I don't care. And by the way, don't think that hasn't occurred to me since this interview is on CBS, right. the network that is airing the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, let's let's I, see if they teaser with that. I, I'm only interested if it's fraudulent tickets, but go on. <laughs> I grew up here. I can't imagine rooting for another team. Rams to the Super Bowl! It was a kick that Diane Wallace had been waiting for her whole life. Because a score would mean the Super Bowl. Okay, we get it. They won the game and they're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> You're already oh, tired man. of it. Come I'm on, way man. tired of this. Like, so she's a Rams fan. It's exciting. Happy that they're in the Super Bowl. I don't. So I don't understand what uh, how this is news. I don't get it. Wow. I mean, it's not done yet. The 81-year-old lifelong Rams fan got her wish Sunday afternoon as she watched her beloved team beat the Saints in New Orleans. By the way, spending plenty of time. Banging that point home, aren't they? Over and over and over again. Yeah. She went to New Orleans. Man, she <laughs> and, was in New Orleans. <laughs> and the Rams won that game, and they're going to the Super Bowl. If you missed it, that final score, they had more points than the Saints did, so now they're heading to Atlanta for the Super Bowl. Were you happy, ma'am? <laughs> I absolutely said I have to go to a Super Bowl with the Rams before I die. One look at Diane, and there's no question she's, she's going to die soon. <laughs> blue and gold. Her goal now is to go to Atlanta to watch the Rams score a Super Bowl victory. We get it. She, she wants to go to the Super Bowl. I think that point has been made. I'd like to move on to why can't she? How did she get to you know New Orleans? Something like that. Yeah, she has the ability to travel for right. the team. What are we? What, what's going on? Clearly, yes. Great. All great questions. None of which are asked in this report. <laughs> Super Bowl in 80, but I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, there, and they didn't win. We're winning this time. Oh, oh, oh we're winning this time. Okay, I didn't realize that that was happening. Okay, well, then you should be there, right? We're gonna win. Okay. This is my room. This is my Rams room. Meantime, Diane showed us what she's collected over 30 years. Okay. 
Now, take us around your house and show us your Rams <laughs> memorabilia. <laughs> now we're looking at her collection of Rams memorabilia again. What does this do for me, the home viewer? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Okay. All things Rams. My old sweats. They're 35 <laughs> years old. Okay. This is on the I news. I love it. Now that now I turned around. Now I love it. It's a senior citizen love showing it. us her, her stanky old 35-year-old <laughs> sweatpants. Now I'm in. Come on. Because isn't the follow-up, why don't you buy a new set of those? <laughs> yeah. We've, have they, we've have fallen into a very specific <laughs> fetish for Kevin. <laughs> yes. I still wear them to the game. Oh, do you now? From old ticket stubs to football cards, Diane loves to make noise about her team. This was the ramet horn from the booster club. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. You're, you're crazy, Bean. You were out way too early. Now it's getting good. You got the little clown horn? We're looking at an 81-year-old blowing a horn. It wasn't a horn. Whatever. Right now, Diane is counting down to February 3rd, and she's got one thing to say. Do you think she wants to go to the Super Bowl, you guys? No, I think she'd rather be at home eating I, dip. I'm very much surprised that she hasn't already figured out a way to go. Yeah. She, I am, she too. Yeah. Be great if they asked her. What else? We're going to win. We've got to win. Okay, well, you heard Diane. Her lifelong dream is to go to the Super Bowl. Okay. So Rams or anyone else out there, if you can hook her up, please let us know. Oh. So they leave the old lady hanging. Womp womp. CBS comes into her house, oh. listens to her ramble on for an hour about how much she needs to go to the Super Bowl. Show us those tchotchkes. Watch okay, her, good, you know, good luck up, with that. Muster up enough breath to use a horn. Oh. <laughs> Dust comes they, out the other side of the horn. Uh, and then they just drive away, beat it, Granny. You know she had to think the whole time. They're totally surprising me, right? Uh-huh. This is what this is all coming to, they'll, right? They'll come <gasps> back, right? Oh, We're that's come back. so sad. <laughs> what if she doesn't make it to the Super Bowl, you guys? Okay. What if she dies of a All broken right. heart this week? <laughs> but here's the thing. The Rams have been to, this will be what, their fourth? Yes. Where the hell was she in 2001? And she's a lifelong Rams uh, fan when saying. they won. She's older than the Rams. Probably in right. prison. So, oh, we didn't <laughs> think about guess. that. Yeah. Didn't think about that. Uh, maybe it only counts for her if they're the L.A. Rams. Maybe she turned her back on the St. Louis years. Well, well then that's... she's not a real fan, is that's she? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> mm. Yeah, F this granny, right? right? Exactly. What bad things for her. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> Bean, I got news for you. Um, it's just now Monday. Uh-huh. I know. So you have Tuesday through Sunday. Yeah, I do. It's true. Maybe I'm, my, don't watch all the news. My head's going to explode, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? Tell me, what is it about me that screams loser? Um, people are making fun of me because of my opposite weekends. So I'm going to have to describe it for you. Yes, please. Also, uh, Omar discovered Instagram stories over the weekend. And he's doing good work. Yeah. He, uh, he's he doing good something. work. Yes, he, he is the Scorsese of Instagram <laughs> stories now. Wow. Yeah. It's he was Mon- late to the party, but he's making it all worth it. Correct. Right? Yes. yes. That's Monday, so we have great news. We are going to talk to people about things to do in Atlanta. And we have Professor Brian Cox in the studio later on uh, this morning. Your mortal foe, Kevin. I mean, look, he's smart. All right, so what? So am I.
That's what I'm saying. <laughs> is it's really just it's a matter of one or two, in, you know, IQ points. Thank you. But Thank he's you always know. bragging about, oh, I'm so smart. Oh, I'm a physicist. Oh, blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, you're you're much more modest about your ability. Thank you, B. Thank you for noticing that. It is going to be weird to have you both in the same room. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's a lot of brain power. <laughs> I mean, your giant heads are going to collide, probably. <laughs> Noggins. We are going to cre- and create a black hole. <laughs> we all get and to suck the earth into it. <laughs> we all get to go we'll into a die. dimension. Yeah. But you don't have to watch the news anymore about the Rams. Oh, there, there is an upside. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Allie. Yeah. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Wow. <laughs> Seriously, though, I just want to know what's happening. Right, help the okay. lady out here, All right. Allie. Well, I'd like to tell you about the box office. Please. Kevin, have you seen any movies lately? I saw one this weekend. What did you see? But it was related to my opposite day, so I don't... Okay, don't tell us. Okay. Don't tell us. I saw one this weekend. Yeah. Really? Yes. What? The Melissa McCarthy, uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Excellent. What do you think? It's okay. All right. Right, quite the review. I didn't love it, but Mm -hmm. it is a fascinating story for folks who haven't heard of it because it's kind of a smaller movie. It's about a, a writer who decided that she was going to fabricate historical letters and then sell them on the collectible market. So she would sit down and she would pretend to write a letter from Oscar Wilde or from Dorothy Parker or somebody like that. That would make it, uh, you know, worth several hundred dollars. Then she would go out and sell it. And she did over 400 of them before she got caught. Wow. Making thousands and thousands of dollars. So a pretty interesting story and a true story, by the way. And Melissa McCarthy is, you know, she's a terrific actress in drama. Yeah, it was quite a turn for her, right? It was, very much so, yeah. Excellent. So that was me. I doubt that one made the top ten, though. It, uh, I don't think it It did. Um, I only have the top five here, but M. Night Shyamalan's Glass topped the box office once again, adding 19 million bucks in its second week of release. Uh, it's made 73.5 million domestically. Wow. Did you see that wow, one? Wow, I did not. You did not. I haven't met one person who loved it yet. Neither Interesting. I. No, everyone just goes, it's, oh, it's not great. <laughs> But I mean, I think go. Yeah. a lot of people are probably invested because they saw the previous ones and they kind of right. want to see how the story wraps up, right? Right. Sure. Yes. Yeah, $73.5 million domestically. Not bad for two weeks, right? He's back. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. he's back. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number two, The Upside, followed by Aquaman, The Kid Who Would Be King, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. There's not a lot out right no, now. There I really isn't. Uh, people love that kid who would be king, though. Very good reviews. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it's like a 90 or something on Ron. I hear Patrick Stewart's amazing in that. Yeah. They're saying it bombed. Bombed? Because it only made $7 million. Well. Which I guess is a bomb nowadays in your first weekend out. Coincidentally, people love that, but people haven't liked Glass. So you tell me. I don't know. They also put a number on what's going to make it successful or not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it doesn't reach that number, but it still makes money. Mm -hmm. But they don't care. Hollywood. Right? Huh. And also, and I will say uh, this, and this is no, uh, you know, break breakthrough, brilliant idea, but some movies play in the theater for longer than a week. It doesn't have to make what? all of its movie in one week. Yeah. All of its, excuse me, money in one week. Yeah. You know, it can, conti- it can continue to build and sometimes good word of mouth, it ends up being a profitable, tidy little picture. That's yeah. what Green Book is doing. Green Book's doing great numbers over time. The Kid Who Would Be King made $7 million in wide release, and it costs $60 million to make. That's pre-marketing. Hmm. So, I guess to them, that is considered... They got a long way to go. A yeah. womp womp. 
How about that Matthew McConaughey movie, though? That's big, supposed to big be bomb. Yeah. terrible, right? Serenity, yes. right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Save it for opposite day. Right. <laughs> that, oh, boy, that doesn't sound like opposite day. A <laughs> well, terrible Matthew McConaughey movie sounds on brand for you, Kevin. Uh, dare you, sir. <laughs> Goodness gracious, you guys. Well, the crowd at Las Vegas' Park Theater this weekend was treated to quite a surprise on Saturday night at the Lady Gaga show. A Star is Born director and co-star Bradley Cooper showed up and joined the singer for a finale performance of Shallow. That's a great movie, by the way. Yeah? Yeah. You I really like that. it? Mm-hmm. The I'm song, sorry, of course... I watched it, mm. but yeah. I fell asleep. Mm. Okay, sorry. Okay. Uh, the song, of course, nominated for an Academy Award last week, and it's the closing number of the show, so really took people by surprise to see him stroll out and sing with Lady Gaga up there, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. What a treat. He's very handsome. You really do like him. I mean, how can you not? Did you guys see uh, any of Rent last night? I did not. It I was... came across it, and then I realized it was Rent. Yeah, okay, moving. all right. I well... was watching the uh, polar opposite, the Royal Rumble. Very different. Yeah. Very different. The opposite of Rent. Yeah, well, Fox had um, the three-hour live broadcast of the Broadway musical Rent. However, it encountered a very serious speed bump the day before during rehearsals when one of the leads... The uh, gentleman that plays Roger, actor Brennan Hunt, broke his right foot during Saturday's dress rehearsal. Wow. Which is a problem regardless of, you know, just doing a live show. When your live show involves a ton of dancing and rushing up and down stairs of multiple sets. So the way they handled it was they had um, to combine some of the footage from dress rehearsals with the live broadcast. And then at certain points, he sat on tables. Just randomly, hey, why is Roger on a table? Oh, because he can't move. And then in the finale, he joined the cast in a wheelchair. So not quite a <laughs> three-hour live broadcast if they also had to incorporate taped parts. But See, they don't know how to get viewers like me. Let that guy sing and dance and try and go up and try down and the stairs. Do oh, yeah. I'm watching. Yeah. Can you imagine? I'm watching that. I would think <laughs> if, if you break your foot the day before... In rehearsal, you're a little loop-de-looped, aren't you? Or was he just like, I can't take any pain pills because I have to do this performance? Oh, there was a, that oh, was from the footage. That was yeah. from last night? <laughs> That's from the That's footage, yeah. um, Dumb question. Mm-hmm. Um, are there not understudies for performances like this? Uh, there are, but I think when it's a broadcast on television, it's a whole different ball game. Okay. So he, they I had mean, their, their hearts set on that. that yeah, after, right? and how sad that this was like probably all he was looking forward to for years or months, however long he's been <laughs> <laughs> practicing for this, and then he breaks his foot. That's real sad. Oh, there he goes again. Mm. He keeps falling. He well, does. He should be wearing a boot. <laughs> Something. Something going on. <sighs> I'm just real sad for Brennan Hunt, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Until I saw that his uh, name was spelled B-R-E-N-N-I-N. Come oh, on, no. Brennan. Brennan. Come on, dude. Anywho. Oh, it's having a hard time today. Yeah, it really is. Some birthdays for you: actors Elijah Wood, Ariel Winter, singer Sarah McLaughlin, boy banders Nick Carter and Joey Fatone, and rappers J Cole and Rick Ross. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, K Rock. So Friday we were talking uh, in the meeting afterwards, and uh, you guys pointed out that it was International Opposite Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was a lesser-known holiday, I think. <laughs> I was very surprised yeah. that that even existed. I'm surprised we didn't have the day off. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, so, Obama. So yeah. then somebody brought up my opposite weekends, which I do occasionally. Here's the thing. 
And I'm, Jensen, you have not heard of this yet. Never. The opposite weekend. Okay. I'm um I, I make snap decisions on what movies I might like or music that I might like, or I get a band and I hear I hear one song I don't like and I go, all right, well that's that band. So sometimes it's good to go outside your comfort zone to, to find something else. Mm-hmm. So I pick a weekend and I do the opposite of what I want to do. Okay. Sometimes it's torture. Right. Sometimes you go, hey, I didn't know I would like that. This is fantastic. This is opening my mind a little bit. Nice. Right? So I started that's a out. Good incentive, I think. Well, that's what I thought too. I get in ruts. I also, by the way, when I listen to music, and we'll talk about music in a second, I will find. I'll listen to an album. I'll find a song I like, and then I'll listen to that song nonstop for three days. I won't listen to another song. It's just I. I don't know why I'm that way. Huh. Yeah, there's something wrong with you there. So I sit down on Friday and I start flipping around the TV and I think what. What I like the least mm-hmm. to watch right now, so I go She's to the, fan. so I go to the, the Food Channel, <laughs> which I just can't stand because you hate food shows. <laughs> just I hate food shows. And Guy Fieri, mm-hmm. Fieri, Fieri, um, he has something called Grocery Games, and it's a ridiculous game where they have chefs and stuff like that, where they they run with their carts around the store and they have to put you know, food in, and then they have to cook it, and it was one of the worst experiences of my life. Okay. Sounds, sounds terrible. But that doesn't sound like opposite day. That just sounds like you're tor- torturing yourself. Well, yeah, that's what it turns out to be sometimes. Okay. But every once in a while, I'll get something out of it that I'll go, wow, that really changed the way I see things or the way I'm I'm doing things. And that's why you watch Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. Oh, no, that's, no, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go that far. So then Saturday night was the NHL All-Star Game. Mm-hmm. So I thought, what's the opposite of that? A play. Oh, wow. So I called my daughter and I said, you want to go see Wicked? Because she loves Wicked. Oh, oh, my God. Instead of watching the NHL All-Star Game. You want ah! to see <laughs> Wicked? It's time to try to now, that was a, now, while that's outside my comfort zone, and mm-hmm. I don't usually go see a play. Right. Um, my daughter loved it, so that was kind of a cheat. And Wicked's rad. Sure. Right? Did you love it? I did love it, yeah. So, so you weren't able yeah. to watch the NHL All-Star Game at all. You just watched Wicked. Right. Wow. I don't know you anymore. <laughs> this feels weird. The opposite, Kevin. So then I decided to go to a movie, uh-huh. and I just said, here's the way I'm going to pick. I'm going to go to a theater, and I'm going to watch whatever movie starts in the next 10 minutes. I'm going to buy a ticket to Love and go. that. Love that. Right? Yeah, love it. Why do you love it? I just think that's cool. I don't think I've ever done that. I went there, and I said, which is, you know, whatever it is, and it was Serenity. Oh. And I... Didn't know anything about Serenity, so I was like, all right, I'll take yeah, a ticket. The only press that movie got ahead of it opening was just, it's awful. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it was it was awful. Okay. Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway. Mm-hmm. It's this long story, and it's sort of, if you're, if you're worried that I'm going to spoil it, I am going to give out a spoiler. Okay. So if you're going to watch Serenity, which I highly doubt, uh, tune out just for about 30 seconds. <laughs> it has, you know, um, I see dead people. Uh-huh. It has mm-hmm. that kind of twist at the end. Aww. But you figure it out halfway through, and so does Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> right, right. And he's like, what? Right. Why did they give it away in the middle of the movie? And then you're just sitting there going, all right, I'm watching it play out, but I already know what happens. Oh, that's not good. So that was nonsense. So I did not like that. And then I decided to change my musical taste. Now, I don't... There's a lot of music that I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't pick hip-hop. I don't pick rap. I don't pick uh, EDM. Mm-hmm. 
So I could have picked something like opera, which is just torturous, but I picked country music. Okay. Ooh, that's a mistake. So I, <laughs> <laughs> so I listened to country music all weekend. Oh, modern country. It was on satellite. It was like Roadhouse or oh, something. Oh, okay. That's oh, the yeah, good that's, stuff. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the good stuff. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So first I heard this song. Been a cowboy. I should have learned to road should have been a cowboy. And that's when I realized why I don't listen to country music. That's Toby Keith from 1993. That's a smash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good. That's good stuff right then, there, Kevin. I, then I came over, uh, I played uh, Dan and Shay, who I am not familiar with at all. They're very uh, they're hot right new, now. They're yeah. having a moment. Okay, they're, yeah. they're new. Okay. They'll be playing at the Grammys. So they have a song called Speechless. Yes, big song. And I'm speechless. You already know that you're my weakness. All right, I didn't hate that. Okay. It sounds like a good yeah. song. Now, when you're listening to this country music, are your fingers just so itchy to hit a button yeah, to of go course. back to one of the channels anything you know Anything I you know love. or my phone, anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I don't know. I, I guess I thought you were going to do opposites of stuff you know you'd like, but you seem to be just pushing towards things you wouldn't like. It's the opposite of what I would like. So what I would like to do is listen to my you, favorite music. The opposite is, of things you like is technically the things you well, don't Well, I guess like. so. I guess so, because on occasion you can realize, oh, Oh, I was closed-minded on that. I do like that. We haven't mm-hmm. found that yet, really. We haven't found that yet. Right. No. Okay. Just <laughs> letting you know. So and, far, it's a lost weekend. And yeah. then, <laughs> the final song that I heard that made me absolutely stop Opposite Weekend oh. was... Now, I really love how you're easy to stack, but I really hate how you're easy to crack. You guys know this song? Is that about pancakes? <laughs> it's Bobby Bear, right? It is Red Solo Cup. Oh, right. Oh, this Red is Solo song. Cup. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. He's singing... To his, that's right. Yeah. Red Big solo song. cup. Yeah, we used to make fun of that. Really right, easy to stack, but I really hate how you're easy to crack. He's talking to a cop. Yes, that's <laughs> right. That's all. down <laughs> in front of my back. Well, that, my friends, is quite yucky. All right, red solo cup. Oh. I feel you. Make fun of that song all the time. That's also Toby Keith, by That's the way. terrible. Nope. That's a terrible song. Yeah. And that's when I decided to change and stop doing Opposite Weekend so and go back to stuff been, I like. has there ever been anything during Opposite Weekend that you've like added into your normal routine? I found routine? some songs, okay. a few country songs that I liked. I found, I don't remember the name of it now, but I did see a movie that I thought I would hate and I ended up loving it. Hmm. But for the most part, oh, I do uh, the things I do because I like them mm-hmm. and the things that I don't do, for the most part, are things that I wouldn't like. I think you saw First Man on an Opposite Day. I did see First Man. That's true. I thought that was an opposite. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, all right. That was a really good movie. But I think that when it ends with Red Solo Cup, man, I think that is a a commendable habit. By the way, you do. I really do. I I thought you were going to mock me. No, I think it's smart. Why not? There's a lot of good stuff out there that just doesn't cross our, 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 you know, our ear holes or our eyeballs. And like you said, you might stumble upon something you really, really like. Well, one of those one of those things is not Serenity. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
We are uh, taking the show on the road Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We'll be broadcasting live from Atlanta, brought to you by TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. We're going to be looking for your suggestions of things to do if you've got Georgia experience coming up later on the program. Also, Monday means great news, and Professor Brian Cox will be here, one of the smartest men in the world. Uh, you got I mean, and, yeah, I don't know. There is Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not even going to be the smartest man in the room. <laughs> I mean, he did tweet last night that I'm going to have to settle for being the second smartest mm-hmm. when he's here. Okay. Just when he's here, right? Okay. I mean, look, it's uh, it's uh, they're they're two top tier guys, right? Yeah. You know, we're splitting hairs at this point. Do I hear uh, our friend DJ Omar Khan in the room? Hey, how's it going, guys? Man, What's I'm up, so bro? excited that we're going to Atlanta too because you know I've we're, been a huge oh, fan of Coca Cola. Oh, we're not since on. so. Hey, Atlanta, Omar? there's this huge Coca-Cola museum. Uh, hey, Omar. I'm so excited there's, that I'm finally going to get to visit it. There's two it's people, amazing. There's two people oh. that aren't going. Who? Um, you, you said that Kevin and Bean show is broadcasting from Atlanta, right? right? right. You. Yeah. Uh, am I not part of the Kevin and Bean show? Nah. Tangentially. <laughs> Damn. And, and Chip. Damn it. Has to uh, run the board. You bastards. <laughs> <laughs> How did you discover... Instagram stories. Uh, and why did it take you so long? Why did it take you five <laughs> years after everyone else? Uh, well, uh, Allie was the one that, that truly made me uh, LOL on Instagram because stories. Because she's an artist. Aww. Yeah. Thank she's you. an Instagram so, story artist. Yeah, for the Thank most you. part, people will just post a picture and be like, oh, hey, uh, at blah, 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 here's my food, blah, 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 hashtag foodie. Or That's super boring for me, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Allie uh, made me laugh out loud, especially when she was being uh, tortured by some birds. Oh, <sighs> she hated that so much. much. Yeah, here's Here's a little bit of that. You guys hear that? It's it's constant. It's like 5 a.m. till about 9 p.m. It's like living in a Disney movie that you just want to end. Yeah, and it goes on and on, and it was very funny, yes. very funny. And uh, the reason I'm late to the party is because I've had a crappy phone for the last year and a half or so. Oh, okay. okay. And uh, now I... I, I Having a new phone and something that's very fast and quick is is mind blowing because mm-hmm. you literally can think of something creatively and do it in a minute. Yeah, right. And for me, this this I don't know how, why it resonates so much with me because you just do it. And on Twitter, for some reason, it's just not the same, mm-hmm. right? I don't know how to explain it. It's because you can put d- different videos, different things that yeah, you can add l- little to Little emojis story. and stuff. It's also yeah. only 15 seconds, so you can sort of work your way through it pretty quickly. Yeah, so uh, last week sometime, I was making dinner, I was murky, making stir-fry in my walk, and I was just like, hey, it'd be funny if I put that little clip of uh, the Beastie Boys song, and this is what my first first story. <laughs> And, and it's so dumb. I mean, the, 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 and, and like my, my, That's my, the beauty of it. And so my, that... my stories aren't like uh, a story. They're like what? non sequiturs. Yeah. Right? right. Like Ali mm-hmm. like builds a story, right? Sure. And tells something that's happening in her life. Mine are all just nonsense. All right. Right? I like it. Uh, Coming in every morning, uh, there's a, I, we work here with AMP, and there's a big picture of JLo. Right. And she's squatting down. And every single time, I'm like, how funny would it be to just put a poop emoji on there? And with Instagram stories, you can do that. You yeah. know? And then this is me telling my followers what ha- what's happening. Remember when we used to talk to JLo's ass? And then there's a big just picture of JLo's ass and a big poop emoji. And it looks like she's taking it. You know what I mean? All right. I just want to button and say, I just want to button and say, 
I don't care all that much about Omar's Instagram stories, uh-huh. but the joy oh, that it's bringing him. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah. It's rare that we're, we're able to see behind the curtain of a true filmmaker. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And uh, 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 on the snaps, on the Snapchats, uh, they have this uh, hot dog filter. Sure. So you can go on the snaps and then you could record it, download it, upload it to your stories. And I love me the hot dog chat. Uh, yes, you snap, do. Okay? This is an example of, the, of one. Hey, I'm a hot dog. Awesome. I look like a penis. <laughs> My handle's a hot dog with a mouth. Yeah, talking. Yeah. Uh, is uh, at DJ Marcon if you want to follow me. I'm very funny. Do you think you, uh, you think you just sold that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just realizing this might not go over well in radio <laughs> to go over Instagram stories. And uh, this is another one I thought was funny. I love my mic. It's big, long, and black. Which is true. It's just big, long, and black. And there's also, I do like uh, close like zooms of my nose, and I let people know, like vote if they, I need to trim my nose hairs. What and then, is happening? Uh, I do updates, and then I you know, take a picture of it. It's all fresh and so clean. Uh, this is me going to the bathroom. Whoop-dee-scoop. Scoop-dee-dee-whoop. Whoop-dee-scoop-dee-poop. Do you and show what do you show? Just you on the just toilet? Just me just me kind of zooming down. Do you know what Catherine Whitting is? Just the oh, feet. Sure. Just the feet. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, the feet. Yeah, yeah, just the feet. But no poo, actually. Uh, no, no, no poo. But the second one shows me as a poop head. You go to the snaps mm-hmm. and you could literally be this dancing guy and your head is a big poop. And I can tell that f- this one made you happier than any <laughs> yeah, others. Yeah, totally. So so it's me dancing around as a poop head with this music. <laughs> so happy. <laughs> I'm very funny, guys. And uh, this <laughs> you guys remember the good old days before Omar had Instagram Live? Yeah, what? I mean, I, 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 it was only a week ago. You mean a week ago, Bean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is my hot dog one again. Hey, I'm a hot dog again. What's that on my chest? That's not mustard. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, and uh, let's go to the last one really quick because uh, this is. Um, me with the poop filter again and uh, <laughs> no way uh, oh, yeah. what do you mean yeah, no yeah, way yeah. have you met him oh my <laughs> god and uh, so so me and my daughter are uh, we're snapheads and we just All love right. the snapchat snapchat so this is us uh, doing one with me as the uh, poop head I like to poop 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 at DJ Omar guys you guys oh, gotta follow oh, me oh man child protective services guys you guys gotta Follow him. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. You guys. Bean. It's Monday. Right. Time to hear some great news. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for great news. If one of the L.A. channels in the very competitive uh, news marketplace... Yes, I do. Really? Yep. So if Channel 7 said, hey, guys, tune in to us at 11 tonight, you'll hear 30 minutes of great news. Yes, I do. I got news for you. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Really? <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Because if why... it bleeds, it leads? Absolutely. Yeah. They would get destroyed. Destroyed. What if they did it in a non-news hour? Like, it's uh, not up against the news. They have tried that. Really? They've tried it on different channels. Uh, a woman named Michaela that I used to work with at KTLA mm-hmm. did a show on CNN that was essentially all inspiring, wonderful stories. Mm-hmm. It's gone now. Wow. Yeah. Because people just, people say they want it. They're not going to tune in for it. 
Hey, way to bring us down, Bean. Yeah, yeah no, I didn't bring us down. I was the one who was suggesting it would be a great idea because there is a way to cover. Like if there's a fire, maybe the, 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 the way it's written is not that the fire burned the house down, but the great news is that everyone got out and everyone survived. You know what I mean? I mean, there's Boring. a way to... Okay. Well, we, we do our best at least once a week to put a positive spin on the news because you don't always find that everywhere. Uh, mine today is uh, Chef Jose Andres. Amazing man. I was not very familiar with him until I brought him up after seeing him in Washington, D.C., serving some of the federal employees. And Christine said the exact same thing. Amazing yeah. man. He's, he has a, he's a Spanish-American, and he has a bunch of restaurants in D.C., and Los Angeles, and Vegas, all over the place. And he started the World Central Kitchen. And I started looking into him after seeing him feeding the federal workers. And apparently... He was in Puerto Rico in the wake of Hurricane Maria. That's what I found heard about him. Is yeah, he went down to Puerto Rico and just, just fed thousands of people. He was in Houston, Texas, following Hurricane Harvey. He was in Southern California, the Ventura County, during the December 2017 Thomas Fire. I mean, in every single one of these places, he was in South Carolina in the aftermath of uh, Hurricane Florence. Every single one of these places, he goes. Yeah. Himself. Yeah, he doesn't send people. It's him. And he brings some people with him, and he makes whatever food he can, but he makes mm-hmm. it as, as good as he can. Yeah. So in Puerto Rico, for example, they didn't have any electricity or anything for a long time, so they couldn't have hot food. So he said, let's make hot food, and we'll feed. I think they, I think they fed three million Oof. meals. Unbelievable. So I How just are they gonna make money like that, right? <laughs> so then I, he just hit my radar again when he was in Washington D.C. during the shutdown, and he had a restaurant right there in Washington D.C. that would serve people who were federal employees that weren't getting a paycheck. And this is the news audio from that. 800,000 federal workers have already missed a second paycheck and have gone without pay for more than a month. CBS News correspondent David Begno is at Chefs Jose Andres's World Central Kitchen in Washington, where they're helping provide to furloughed federal employees. So this interview was done immediately after Donald Trump said, OK, let's open the, the government again for what, what three weeks? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's what this question is about from the reporter. Uh, now that the president has said that he wants to open up the government, um, do you plan to close your kitchens? This location, number one, World Central Kitchen, we're going to be here at least until next Friday. We're going to wait until the federal employees receive their paychecks. We're going to hear from them. And hopefully by next week, all will receive their paycheck in their bank accounts. And then we'll decide. But at the very least, until next Friday. I mean, that guy's amazing. Yeah, he's an angel. He just follows tragedies around the world and tries to make it better. Yep. And that's why he's my great news. That is great news. Allie, this story is just for you. Oh, no. You know how the news <laughs> loves uh, when white kids go missing? I mean, that is just, there's a whole industry in this country. Oh, and if it's a good-looking white girl? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the best. For sure. I mean, you'll, you lose 10 African-Americans uh, before uh, one gets on the news. And uh, little white kids, man, they just love to follow them. And this story I was captivated with because we've had some real cold weather in parts of the country this year. And last Tuesday, a little three-year-old boy named Casey uh, Hathaway, mm-hmm. crawled away from his house somehow. And it was freezing or below freezing at night. And obviously hundreds of people mobilized to try to find him. And he didn't turn up on uh, t- Tuesday night. And he didn't turn up on Wednesday. And he didn't turn up on Wednesday night. And people were starting to really think the worst of what happened to this little boy. Thursday afternoon, they found him. He was okay. 
He was caught in a tangle of vines and thorns just about a half a mile from where he went missing. A lady who was out walking her dog heard the noise, ran over, found him, called 911. They took him to the hospital. Here's the reason I do this story on Great News. Allie, do you know this story? I do. He told his aunt that a he had been hanging out with a bear. He said he hung out with a bear for two days while he was gone. Here's what she posted, his aunt posted on her Facebook page. God sent him a friend to keep him safe. God is a good God, and miracles do happen. Now, I don't want to burst anyone's bubble here. Yeah. But did Casey hang out with a bear? Did the bear protect Casey? Is that why little Casey, little white boy Casey is alive today? I'm going to say, in light of this story, it absolutely doesn't matter doesn't matter if the but, kid's happy mm-hmm. if the mom's happy the kid's happy it's yeah. great news no it's nothing but great news that the kid was found i mean <laughs> it's a, it's really a miracle after three you know after three nights being out there in freezing cold weather but i really like to believe that there was a bear out there that was keeping him keeping warm. him warm keeping and he was just safe. huddled up next to a bear and the bear knew that but, it was too cold for him but there were a bunch of people looking for him they wouldn't have seen a bear well, no, they didn't find the kid. Yeah. yeah true. The bear they, probably took him into the cave at night. And then during the day, he brought him back. That's that's what I'd like to believe. All right, Allie's running with this story. <laughs> I've, I've got a whole backstory. I'm running with it, too. I wanted to. I so want it to be true because it's just, it's a weird, it's, I, look, I don't know anything about this kid or if he what he knows about bears, but it's just a crazy thing for him to say is that he, a bear had kept him company. I want to believe, you guys. Believe. I want to believe. Do it. I agree. And that's my great news. All right. My great news, shockingly, has to do with Twitter, where nothing really good has happened on Twitter in the last few years. But um, a man had criticized actor and comedian Patton Oswalt, and they had kind of gone back and forth with this. Patton is very... um, very vocal about Mm -hmm. his political leanings and the guy didn't agree with something. They went back and forth, blah, blah, blah. So then Patton did what um, sometimes people do. If you're, you know, into it with someone, you kind of glance at their profile. Just go check out their page and see what they're about. Yeah, usually you're like, oh, all right. That's their first tweet ever. Exactly. (laughs) A little concerning. But after he was criticized, he went and looked at his page and then he posted, oh, man, this dude just attacked me on Twitter and I joked back. But then I looked at his timeline, and he's in a lot of trouble health-wise. I'd be pissed off, too. He's been dealt some S cards. Let's deal him some good ones. Click and donate just like I'm about to. And he put up this guy's GoFundMe account. Turns out this guy, Michael Beatty, um, had been in the hospital for two weeks with sepsis. Oh, he had man, pretty much deadly, right? Yeah, he pretty much almost died. Uh, he apparently was in critical condition, coded twice in the ER, came back, um, he said, because he was stubborn. Then That's what his wife said. why is he spending said. whatever time he has left trolling Patton Oswalt on the internet? That's a great question. <laughs> a great question. But what happened was um, he had a $5,000 GoFundMe. That's what he wanted to raise. Would you like to know what Patton Oswalt, he donated, by the way, $2,000. Yes, please. And what followers of Patton have donated so far? Out of a goal of five thousand dollars, yep, we are up to forty six thousand two hundred and fifty five. Wow. So it pays to be a dick on the internet. I don't think I don't that's think what that's we're, the we're point. saying. No. Because Sorry. this man has then kind of turned around and he said, 
You've humbled me to the point where I can barely compose my words. You've caused me to take pause and reflect on how harmful words from my mouth could result in such an outpouring. Thank you for this, and I will pass this on to my cousin who needs help, a cascade. So he's now wow, going to pay amazing. it forward with the money that he doesn't need as well. So, Which, of course, then opened Patton up to a lot of people just saying crappy things, trying oh, to get his attention, like God, which yeah. is just ridiculous. <laughs> a lot done in a joking manner, but still... I mean, that's going to kind of be the thing, right? <laughs> Patrick, you're a D. Patrick, what? <laughs> Patton. So um, that's just an interesting thing. So maybe this guy is now changed, seeing that, you know what, sometimes your words hurt, but also if we take a minute and realize we're not all that different. So calm your T's, everybody, <laughs> is what I'm saying. And that's my great news. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Hey, uh, Friday morning, the uh, it was a huge story over the weekend. Now, Roger Stone, who is just the latest in the best people around President Donald Trump, was arrested by the FBI. And there is some controversy as to whether it was necessary for the FBI to go in there pre-dawn with a bunch of guys with machine guns and bust down his door. A lot of people are like, eh, a little bit of an overkill for a guy who's 66, doesn't have a valid passport, doesn't have a gun. But I guess they wanted to be on the safe side and whatnot. But that's not why I bring all this up. I bring all this up to say Roger Stone, who is a fascinating character and just a nut job, by mm-hmm. the way. Is he? <laughs> uh, just a nut job. <laughs> Total nut. Couldn't do more interviews after he was arrested, which I think, you know, every attorney advises you to get out there and just talk as much as possible once the FBI takes you down. Just couldn't stay off TV all weekend long. But something resurfaced that I found fascinating that we have never talked about before, and that is he has... Well, Jensen, you're the tattoo guy here. Yes. How how big is this tattoo? I'd probably say it's it's huge, right? Yeah, probably about... Uh, six inches. Six inches mm-hmm. tall. Yeah, six inches tall, and then across probably about four, three, yeah, four inches. Of President Richard Nixon's face. And it is a clean, very well done portrait. It looks really nice. Very realistic. But yeah. it's, it's a really only, nice tattoo. It's the only tattoo that you can see on him, mm-hmm. right? Well, yeah. he has to take off his shirt. Yeah, you don't see anything else, but it, it, it is... It's just little, Richard Nixon. It's very startling <laughs> on him, yeah. And it, and it obviously the first thing we all thought is, well, that's uh, that's going to be target practice in jail. But oh. my my point is that very rarely do you see historical figures tattooed on people's bodies. Yeah, I know that he did. He work in the Nixon administration he at did, some yes. point. He yeah. did. That's what I thought. There yeah. is a very uh, interesting documentary on Roger Stone on Netflix if you're ever interested in learning about Oh, I it. think I would like that. A real life Mr. Burns. Uh, what do you think about the the Nixon Foundation distancing their self <laughs> from they him? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're like, uh, he was a junior scheduler on the 1972 <laughs> re-election <laughs> campaign. Yeah. He was in college. Like, it was pretty much an internship. Trust us. Yeah. I was like, damn, when Nixon is trying to be like well, I'm nope. not sure it's Nixon. Well, I think it's, yeah, his okay. people. Yeah, his people. It's probably so, not. <laughs> Roger Stone is so into President Nixon um, that even when he even when he appeared in front of the first set of cameras and microphones after his arrest, he put his hands up in the air, you know, spread out, just like the famous Nixon getting on the helicopter to leave Washington after his, you know, after his resignation. That- I mean, this... This guy loves Nixon. How much can you still love? So when when was that? Seventy two. Yeah. yeah. 
How much can you still love that guy? Yeah. Like, you already have the four by six tattoo on your back. <laughs> right. You're going to recreate famous scenes from That's him? Insane. That's insane. Yeah, so it's weird. Crazy. But this is a man that, when he's dressed up, looks totally like the Riddler and the Joker put together. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just, he's nuts. There are many pictures on the internet, if you Google it, where he looks like the Babadook. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, with the big hat. Yes. And he's got a little bit of your uh, your Monopoly man, too, by the way, Little Allie, bit, some yes. Pictures. All right, so here's the top. <laughs> Topic that we want to get into historical figure tattoos most tell me if i'm wrong about this again jensen you're the tattoo guy sure most tattoos are either personal mm-hmm. or they are pop culture figures yes there are a million people out there who have an m&m tattoo or a weird al tattoo mm-hmm. or, or you know, i think sports would fall into entertainment sports as well. yeah. absolutely the, the, yeah. the simpsons you see a lot there's yeah, a lot yeah. of instagram right. accounts yeah absolutely yeah but very rarely do you see somebody like a president and i think any president would count for what we're looking for for historical figures, right? Like, if you're rocking a Chester Arthur tattoo, I want to talk to him. <laughs> I don't also, really. Also, that's the difference like be between Bean and I is I don't. <laughs> yeah. If you've got a if you've got a back tattoo of Rutherford B. Hayes, call <laughs> yeah. right now one eight hundred five two zero one zero six. You're setting the bar pretty high there, Bean. <laughs> I know I am. So we're saying it's... we're saying historical figures. Now, how do we determine that, Jensen? You have two, right? I have two portraits, uh, and I think it, they're on the line. Okay. The one that I think we can get away with is I have Muhammad Ali, who is an athlete, but yes. I got him because he's an activist. A politi- okay, oh, political okay. Activist. so a political activist. Oh, that would make sense. That yes. would make him a historical figure mm-hmm. uh, more than just, that's not just an entertainer. Because criteria for me right now might be, could you see this person in a history book? And Muhammad Ali is definitely in a history book. Okay. So Who's just the other one? Don well, Rickles. hold on, before we move Don on. Rickles. <laughs> Don Rickles not a historical figure. Oh, I respect it, though. Yeah. All right, so Don Rickles would be like having a Bill Burr tattoo or something like that, right? Sure. Or Joe Rogan tattoo or well, something like that. Well, let's just not push it too far, but yeah. <laughs> um, but going back to Muhammad Ali, so he would count as a historical person, even though he's a sports figure, yes. in a way that... Babe Ruth wouldn't. Correct. Right. right. Because Even he, though he's a historical figure because he's an old-timey guy from a long time ago, but he was just a, a baseball player. I think that if your Wikipedia says your main job, like athlete, but the second one is activist, I think we should put that into the... Like, so activist is the word that sort of makes it historical and least, not just an athlete. Yeah, for at least an athlete yeah, or a comedian or you know something like that that plays both lines. Like Don Rickles just called you like a human hockey puck. Uh, like, see, that but then count. you're going to run into, oh, then is Colin Kaepernick a historical figure? Yes. Really? Oh, that's interesting. That's a very good question, but I think the answer is yes. Do they have? Huh. No, so they don't have to be. See, I figured, I think I figured, I figured you're old, dead. Old yeah. and dead. Yeah, I yeah, think that if you, if you have a tattoo of the three Olympians mm-hmm. standing giving the black power sign, uh-huh. that's mm-hmm. a historic. I yes. would say so too. Right. Okay. So I think We're going to run into all kinds of trouble yeah. ruling here. Yeah. I know we are. Just call now, if you have a Bart Simpson tattoo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, let me ask you also, guys I this. I also have Millhouse, as we all know. So <laughs> I run the gamut. I'm a complex man. We're going to take your calls at 1 800 520 but let me ask you this. How about if you are, how about if you have Elon Musk mm, tattoo? I'm going to say no for mm-hmm. now. Historical uh, figure, though. Yeah, but he's I, not an entertainer. But it's, I think it, I, there's some kind of social justice that needs to be in maybe, there. Maybe. I'd say Steve Jobs works. I'd say if you had a Steve Jobs tattoo, number one, you're amazing because you have like the turtleneck and everything. <laughs> but beyond that, I don't feel like Steve Jobs would work. Mm, I don't, I and do. I also don't think it has to be an activist to be a historical tattoo. What if you had Sir Edmund Hillary? Sure, who would, climbed Mount uh, Mount Everest. What yeah, if you had him as all a the tattoo? Stuff he did. <laughs> 
Would that count? I mean, it would be difficult for him though, because he's like knocking off all the women that come to him because of his tattoo. Right, sure. Like it's like (laughs) constant battle. Constant battle. Yeah. How about how about an inventor? How about like uh, you know? How about if you had Galileo, for instance? That that counts. I mean, if you're talking about dead people, the line gets a little easier than it does Colin Kaepernick. You know, then it's a little complex, but. Uh, All right, I'll give you one more and then we'll go to the phone. Can I tell you what mine is? Yeah, sure. I have have one? Yeah, I have a Madame Curie tramp stamp. (laughs) (laughs) And I respect it. Thank you. Um, How about Stephen Hawking? That's definitely a he, definitely right. They changed history. Yeah, we he's think a so. historical yeah. figure. Yeah, right. I, I would even say. I know now I'm getting into a real line, but even like a Alfred Hitchcock, I think would fit. Because no, I think well, hold on a second they, here, because, Alfred Hitchcock, yes, Marilyn Monroe, no, as a historical figure. Well, yeah, that's because you're a basic B. If you you know you're a basic bitch, if you have a Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> <country>. <laughs> no, but I'm saying they're both people who made movies. Yeah, uh, I would no, say no on both. Hitchcock you're, changed the way movies were made. But that's, Marilyn Monroe okay. was a. Uh, an actress who was beautiful. I, I would just think they're two different things. All right. Mm. Let's take a call before the break. one 800 We're looking for you if you have a historical figure as a tattoo. And I don't know, th- I don't think there's going to be a ton of them, but I think we're going to get some. one 800 Edgar, hang on. We'll get to everybody's calls right after this on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K-Rock. And let's take one phone call. Let's make it Edgar in Fullerton. Good morning, Edgar. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Edgar, we're talking about Roger Stone in the news this weekend has a giant tattoo of President Richard Nixon. We were wondering if anybody else out there has historical tattoos, and you say you do. You know what? It's actually my cousin. He came home one day uh, on my grandpa's 75th birthday when the whole family was there, and he came through with an Abraham Lincoln tattoo with (laughs) Ray-Bans. Where was it on his body? Oh, it was right in his chest. <laughs> why? He was so, proud. He was so yes. proud when he came in. Yes, why is the lady's question? Do you know? You know what? He has a buddy that uh, you know does tattoos, and the buddy's actually really good now, but at the time, he just want, needed someone to practice on. Was there alcohol involved? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I hope yeah. so. That's what I thought, right? <laughs> the, uh, the best tattoos are the janky ones when somebody's just learning how to do tattoo art. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what? He's gained some weight since then, so I feel that that tattoo is warped now. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it was always warped. <laughs> That's fantastic. Edgar, thank you for the call, my friend. I have thought about... Please do. ...getting a historical figure tattoo. Please mm. do. And I'm not kidding. Okay. And I know you would expect me to say Weird Al, and uh, of course I'd be honored to have a Weird Al tattoo, but that wouldn't... That wouldn't the wreck of the Evan Fitzgerald. That wouldn't count in this uh, category. The wreck is certainly something I've considered. Neil Armstrong. Um, Neil Armstrong would be a great tattoo for me, but I think I would oh, get... Oh, Clyde Tumbaugh. That's pretty good. I mean, that's a pretty good guess. <laughs> and Clyde a... Tumbaugh, by the way, the great American who discovered Pluto, that would certainly count as a historical tattoo. For sure. Um, Queen Elizabeth. Oh, wow. Bean. Queen Elizabeth is the tattoo oh, that I think I would be most God likely to get. Heaven. I now have one Holy mission and crap. one mission only. Atlanta, find a tattoo artist, <laughs> oh. and Queen Elizabeth, oh, my right? My God. I, I, will, I will get something weird, too, if he gets Queen Elizabeth. Oh, my God. I demand this Queen happen. Elizabeth has been my queen oh, my entire she's life. She's your queen. I adore her. Uh-huh. I couldn't hate her more. I adore her, and I would totally do it. Would you get young queen or old queen? Oh, young queen. Okay. Hot queen. Cleavage okay. queen. Uh, well, slow down. <laughs> oh, you're going way back. What do you think the queen would say about this? 
We're looking at you, Kevin. This tattoo is good because I'm better than everyone <laughs> in the world. And we're I'm talking about, Dean's queen. We're talking about, let's uh, let's table our potential Atlanta tattoos for another time as we get closer to the event. Mm-hmm. But let's go back to our calls at 1-800-520-1067. We're talking about Roger Stone in the news this week, arrested by the FBI, and he has a giant Richard Nixon tattoo on his back. Now, we already had one listener had an Abe Lincoln tattoo, at least his cousin did. What's that Trevor and Cypress got? Um, Trevor in Cyprus. Good morning. Good morning. Hi there. Hey you... um, um, so my coworker has an, a stick figure Abe Lincoln tattoo on his thigh right below his ass. Abe Lincoln Another... popular. Yeah, another Abe Lincoln. What's the deal? And why a stick um, figure? Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. I think he wanted an Abe Lincoln tattoo, like a detailed one, and then... And the guy who was doing his tattoo just drew a stick figure. He's like, what the f- is this, you know? And then <laughs> and then he just drew a little top hat on top of the stick figure, and that's the tattoo. That's all they could do in jail, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. Wow, I didn't expect that Abe Lincoln was going to be running the table on, yeah, on tattoos here today. But thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Let's go to Josie, L.A. Line 3, up next on the Kevin Abid Show. And by the way, Josh, we really wanted to talk to you. I know you hung up. If you have the chance to call back, we want to talk about your t- tattoo. Please do. Hey, Josie. Hey, good morning. Tell us about your ex-boyfriend. Um, he has a Benjamin Franklin tattoo on his forearm. Wow. Oh, now that's interesting. How come? Um, well, when people would ask him, he would say it's the money man because he was trying to hustle and always trying to have some little side things going on. Mm-hmm. So he would say he was on a $100 bill and he was always trying to make money. <laughs> and that's when you decided he was going to be your ex? As we all know, yeah. as we all know, that is what Abe Lincoln is most known for: making money. Uh, ben, oh, ben ben Franklin. Franklin. Oh, yeah. sorry, Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> also, Abe Lincoln. Right. <laughs> all right, no more questions. I mean, no, I think we've hit. I think we've really hit the limit on Ben Franklin tattoo questions. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. First, Allie's got what's happening here on a Monday. Remember last week when we saw that clip of Jeff Bridges in the Pendleton just looked just like his character from Big Lebowski? The dude? And we were like, oh, is he going to be back? Is it a movie? What's it going to be? We now know. Womp womp. Oh, you sound disappointed. It's commercial. It's commercial for Stella Artois beer. Mm. And in the new advertisement, he's joined by Sex in the City's Carrie Bradshaw. Of course, we know her. Um, as Sarah Jessica Parker, where she walks into a bar and instead of getting her, you know, usual, uh, what was it, a Cosmo? This is already so late. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm so, already, already I'm yeah. so mad. Yeah. Instead of Ugh. getting the Cosmo, she goes for Stella. And of course, for him, what's his drink? A white Russian, right? Ugh. Well, I mean, he too is going to opt for the beer. So that's sell out. That my disappointment yeah. is immeasurable. Yeah. And my day is ruined. The same seas. Yeah. Although it, it did remind me of um, back when I lived in Park City a long time ago and they were having a big party and a guy, this was during Sundance, a guy kept inviting us to Stella Artois. Do you want to go to the Stella Artois house? Blah, blah, blah. They're going to be a big party. Da, da. And after about the fifth invite to this house, I was like, I don't even know what she's in. Like, is this a huge movie that none of us know? Zero idea that it was a beer. Listen, guys, same. what I'm no, saying same is... That's just, that's sad. That's pretty lame. Yes. So stupid. So aggravating. I mean, it's just them two? Well, 
because I mean, those gonna, two go together, those two. It's, you're going to have to see. Okay. There might be more. I just don't do, like, do we need all of mm-hmm. that? No. Right, right. I see no. what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I was glued to my radio on Friday at 4 p.m. because it was going to be the big reveal. Our lovely friends in the afternoon, Stryker and Klein, had a bet ish that striker could hit 50 of 100 free throws because the lakers some of them are shooting 40 percent lonzo ball specifically so So, he said i can make 50 yeah he's like i can do 50 and klein's like no you can't at all if you want to watch the video it's up at Mm krock.com excellent but here's the thing no one believed in him except for me and kevin yep and guess what Y'all should have believed because Stryker is magic. Here is his radio partner, Klein, doing a little play-by-play. 37 shots of his first 50. Impressive numbers. These are NBA numbers right now. It's unbelievable. I did not think this would happen. He had a bad start. The number I predicted was 42. He's had 48 shots, 48 made shots. He has made his last 30 shots in a row. Oh. In a very unathletic performance, Ted Stryker hits 50 shots out of his first 50 out of 63. He's continuing to see how many of the 100 he can get. Okay, let's just pause right there. out of 63. Including 30 in a row. With no breaks. He had said that that he wanted breaks in between like 20. And he's like, nope, I'm just going to keep going. No breaks. And of course. Well, when you're that hot, why would you take uh, a break? Amen. But instead of just stopping and being like, listen, I won the bet. He's like, I'm going. Kept going. Yeah. Do you believe in mediocrity? Ted Stryker, 81 shots. God, I crushed you. I crushed Jensen in your face. Dean, I'm sorry, in your face. Okay, the fair listeners enough. who yelled at me, in your face. Everyone that thought I could do it, I love you guys. Thank you. I cannot believe I got 81. Yes! I mean, that is impressive. Listen, uh, he's, just, on, he's on the Lakers. It's now. amazing. Yeah, I'll eat crow when I need to. And yeah. I 100% will admit he was shockingly good. Amazing. Like savant style 30 in a row. Like, I can't do, I mean, most people can't do 30 no. in a row and pop a shot, let alone on a full <laughs> court. It's insane. Yeah. That's, that's insane. He's so. basically K Rock Steph Curry. <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, if there is such a thing, that's it. He's a Laker fan. Can we pick a good Laker free throw? Not shooter? right now. But maybe in the past? Uh, Sedale Threat. He's K Rock Sedale Threat. K Rock Anthony Peeler. I'm, I'm pulling some. I don't yes, even you are. know what's happening I'm pulling right now. some names. But congratulations to Stryker. Of course, he didn't really have a bet with Klein, which he's a bad bet is the worst ever. But yeah. we also, um, we, like I'm a part of it, he did say that maybe he should just have to have sex with an 81 year old Nana. Right? He hit 81, mate. Now he hits 81. You know what I'm saying? And that's the reward? I don't know if it's No, not not Stryker gets to have sex. Klein does. Oh, gotcha. I was like, whew, that is a terrible bet. (laughs) I'm hitting as few as I can in that bet. Oh, gosh. Hey, some birthdays for you. Oh, I only made 19. (laughs) We've got rappers J. Cole, Rick Ross, singer Sarah McLaughlin, Actors Ariel Winter and Elijah Wood, and boy banders Nick Carter and Joey Fatone. And that's what's happening. 
Kevin and Bean on K Rock KROQ. First of all, I am bringing Hotlanta back, and you can't stop me. Please stop. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I want to. I want you to do that. It's gonna be. It's gonna it be makes hip. me happy every time you say it. <laughs> it's gonna be hip. It's gonna be happening all <laughs> over when again. When he does it, it sounds like when Alex Trebek has to do rap yes. lyrics. Yes. yes. <laughs> We're gonna make Hotlanta big again. Yep. Hello, all you young people. <laughs> uh, we are going to uh, Atlanta. We are going to be broadcasting live Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, courtesy of our sponsor, TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. We saw a video uh, that we put up in the Kevin Bean Internet Roundup last Friday that was by a very funny comedian named Brian Moot, and it was all about how don't come to Atlanta, or if you do, whatever you do, don't drive because the traffic is so awful. And we were saying, how much worse can the traffic be than the traffic already is in Los Angeles? Like, you can't scare Southern California people about traffic, I wouldn't think. But apparently we have a lot to learn about Atlanta. Mm. And that man, Brian Moot, turns out to work in this building, you guys, <laughs> on Amp Radio 97.1. And he joins us on the Kevin Bean Show on camera. Right not, not just in the building. I sh- we share a wall. I'm, wow. always pe- I'm always peering through the windows at you guys. No good. So, Brian, so what, <laughs> you, you put on a long uh, Selena Gomez song and come on over here? Is that what That's right. <laughs> well, we I lurk it. by your blinds every day. <laughs> Are you so, guys the standers? You stand. Uh, yeah, I do. Oh, they're the standers. the standers. I didn't know that that was a oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Everyone smile. Look over there. I go, they're still standing. <laughs> well, I I stand because I'm a, coming from stand-up comedy. For me, it helps me tell stories if I'm, if I'm like, I'm just too active. Animated, so, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I sit there, like, my foot's tapping, and I, I so I like to stand and walk around. Right. Guys, I'm not positive that we're on target. I know. Okay. I know. Yeah. So, <laughs> at, well, Atlanta, we're sinners, as you see. <laughs> you lived there for four years. Yes, sir. And I know that the the excitement of going is because of the big game, but... We've been asking our listeners, hey, what's a must-see in Atlanta? And obviously, one through nine on that top ten list is Magic City. That's what everybody's coming back with. you got to go to Magic City. Magic City is an experience. Magic City, every girl in Magic City takes the stage like, that. this is my time to shine. Move out of the way. You're going to hear some clapping from body parts that you didn't know clap. (laughs) And it it is one where you're you're mesmerized by what's happening on the stage. Magic City is one of those places you should go And it's magic is what they're they're up here. They do magic tricks, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at all the scarves coming out of my G-string. <laughs> okay, <laughs> excellent. Kind of stuff. It's like clowns. <laughs> it is one of the most famous, notorious maybe, strip club joints in America, I would say, right? It is. And and the, the fun part about the strip club scene in Atlanta, the, the one that you really need to go to, because Magic City, everyone knows about it, right? It's mm-hmm. like an outcast music video. The place you want to go is Claremont Lounge. Which is like, it's kind of the novelty club. They've got a woman named Blondie who smashes beer cans with her boobs. Okay. Um, they've got another one. They, well, that's they, what this show has, right? too. Right? <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Uh, yeah, it's just, that is the one where it's in, like in, a, in a gross, grungy basement. You go in there, like the Yelp reviews all say, you got to take a shower to then take a shower once you leave. Wow, oh. it sounds great. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's a play you'll never forget it. Sounds okay. great. Okay. All right, so once you get past that, though, and maybe a couple of votes for the College Football Hall of Fame, which sounds super boring, everything else is like the Gone with the Wind Museum. I mean, <laughs> it's a hu- Atlanta is a huge city. There has to be something more going on that we don't know about that you can advise us to look at. There are some unbelievable dive bars. I pulled a couple that I love, and I pulled a, just a single Yelp review line just to kind of embody the essence. So Great. one, Johnny's Hideaway in Buckhead, and it says... the. One one of the reviews says, the ambiance takes you back to what feels like an Austin Powers movie. Velvet seats, disco ball over the dance floor. They also make some pretty stiff drinks. And the place is known for having rich, drunk 50-year-old women <laughs> looking to see a 20-something make a walk of shame the next morning. Nice. I mean, mark it down. That's pretty yeah. strong. Yeah. 
Uh, we got another one here, uh, the Elbow Room, also in Buckhead. This place is great. Total oasis in a desert of douchebaggery. <laughs> Most every other place in Buckhead uh, has the after-work suit and tie crowd. This place is the complete opposite. Cheap beer, cheap food, dimly lit, the epitome of a dive. Right up my alley. I love being a gnat in that jam. Mark it down. <laughs> These are all great so far. <laughs> all right. We got the Northside Tavern. Um, that's closer to the stadium, so when you're downtown area, it's on Northside Drive. Um, if you look up Dive Bar in the dictionary, you should see a great picture of the Northside Tavern. According to Google, a dive is a shabby or sleazy bar or similar establishment. Sleazy? I'm not sure about that. This place is a dump, though. <laughs> but a dump in the best way. The kind of bar where when you drop and spill a drink, you aren't sure if you need to clean it up or just rub it in with your foot. <laughs> well, that's my house rules, too. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. And then another really fun place, not a bar, but it's an underground bocce ball. Okay, joint. now I'm in. Okay, this place is called Ormsby's. Cool underground bar, a little a little difficult to find, but when you do, you kind of feel like that's part of the fun, that it was hidden the whole time. It's got darts in the bottom, also underground bocce ball, and they let you sign up for tournaments to win free beer and food. Jeez. I don't even know what bocce ball is, but I'm in. Am I moving to Atlanta? It's <laughs> <laughs> like it's free. <laughs> Brian, we heard, uh, we talked to actually the proprietor of a place where you throw hatchets in Atlanta one time. Yes, the hatchet bar. It's in uh, Little Five Points, and it's exactly what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. You get drinks, you get food, and then you throw axes like a medieval training facility at stumps. Hmm. Nothing can go wrong. I love all. it. Yeah. You drink how, and then you throw an axe. How do they allow <laughs> that? And how has somebody not been killed by that? The funny part about Atlanta is for the South, it's it's got some weird laws. You can't drink on Sundays till 1130, though I think they moved that up. Um, to I think you can drink at 10 during the Super Bowl because they're like, we're not going to lose out on that money. Mm -hmm. But then it, all of a sudden, you'll just go to a bar where smoking is still legal in the bar, and they're throwing hatchets. makes <laughs> <laughs> no sense. Oh, I can't, but we can't drink till noon on yeah. Sundays, but we can throw hatchets once we do. All right, perfect. Is there a lot of Georgia that will make us feel like we're back in the 1880s? If you go outside, so the way Atlanta's set up, they got the 285 freeway that goes around the outside. They call it the prim, uh, the perimeter, outside the perimeter versus inside the perimeter. If you get out into the burbs. It's like the Walking Dead? Exactly. You will feel, that is when you hit Gone with the Wind houses and you're looking at it like, that house looks like it has white people who weren't very nice right. a couple hundred years ago. Or still not nice. I mean, I, mean, I, I wouldn't put it past them. So, but on the inside of the perimeter, it's, it's more liberal, it's uh, fun. So in the inside of the perimeter, that's where you define hatchet throwing uh, and drinking. If you go outside the perimeter, you can still throw hatchets and drink, but it's just in someone's backyard. Okay. Okay. Got gotcha. It. Got it. All right. One last question for you, Brian. You're very kind to step in here and, and share this with us. Is your original video uh, that we played last week was about the traffic. I am told that the drivers, like in a lot of cities, are very aggressive in Atlanta. Uh, they all drive huge trucks, and they're very aggressive. The freeways are all designed like a bottleneck, so everything comes in, mashes Oh, that's a one problem. It's a real problem. Is that what makes it worse than Los Angeles? Because we are used to sitting in traffic. Yeah. He, here you have options. You'd right. be like, oh, I'll take the 60, or maybe I'll take the 10 today. I'll try this one. Atlanta, you have no options. Everyone bottlenecks into downtown where all the stadiums are. So that's going to be a problem. Sounds like a great design. <laughs> yeah. So that's good. And my point was that you, add, you have Atlanta, which has bad traffic already, and then you take two groups of people that are equally bad at driving. Right. Like Massachusetts folks yes. who are terrible and mean about it. And then you got L.A. folks who are distracted and also like, it's just not going to be a good scene if everyone's driving. <laughs> well, at least the it's not going to be snowing when we get there tomorrow. Yeah, right. Yeah, or, the exactly. biggest, or the biggest sporting <laughs> event of the year. Yeah, yeah right. We'll be fine. Just wait. Ryan, um, Atlanta and their fans are 
all going to be rooting for the Rams, though, right? Uh, a, they beat the Saints, so that makes them, you know, a, that's a positive in their book. And B, the the Falcons fans hate the Patriots because of that Super Bowl, right? Oh, it, everyone will be rooting against the Patriots. The problem is, my girlfriend told me this yesterday. She went downtown, and there's not one Rams jersey in downtown mm. Atlanta. It's all Patriots fans. Yeah. So you're gonna have to come strong, folks. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, they don't know the Ramleys on their way. The Ramleys coming, man. <laughs> Look out! Oh, my God. Brian is the uh, co-host of uh, Mornings on our sister station, Amp uh, Radio on 97.1 FM. Edgar, Brian, and Chelsea is the show. Thanks for stopping by, man. We appreciate you, thank it. Thank you guys so much for having me. I love talking yeah, about so, it. Man. Sorry for making you sit. We're going to open up the phones, I think, looking for other people, maybe even some Atlanta listeners who might be streaming the show. We're talking about having a uh, having a get together, having a meetup while yeah. we're there. But we're looking for other things that we should see and do. Like, for instance, I'm taking Jensen to Waffle House. He's That's never right. been to a Waffle House. Yep. And I'm so, thinking about taking you to get a tattoo. So we're, we got some stuff planned, but we want to hear what you recommend we do in Atlanta. You can call us right now, 1-800-520-1067. We'll talk to you next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. By the way, Ali, you're going to be very excited when I tell you about this. The largest puppetry museum in the USA houses the world's most complete collection of Jim Henson artifacts. Oh, okay. It's in Atlanta, Georgia, ladies All and gentlemen. Right. Did. That turned around quickly. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Have you guys noticed that uh, Dave has not stopped talking about going to the aquarium? Of course. Oh, of course. He loves I aquariums. I think that's why we're going. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. Look, he's obsessed with aquariums. I would go to an aquarium. Yeah, aquariums are kinda cool. cool. Sure. But he's been to so many aquariums. Oh, Isn't cool. it just more fish? No question. Yeah. He's seen everything. We've seen it so all. Too. We've seen Finding Nemo. Right. <laughs> all right. 1-800-520-1067. We're looking for some help on suggestions of things that we need to do when we're there. Why don't we go to uh, Adam? I don't have a lot of hope. Line one, Buena Park, based on what I'm seeing. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is awesome. Hey, Adam. Hey, what's going on? What should we do? Uh, yeah, hi. Uh, uh, I was going to suggest uh, going to the Georgia Guidestones. What is the Georgia Guidestones? <laughs> uh, it's uh, this, uh, I want to say, uh, landmark that was made by this rich private tycoon uh, a couple years back, like a couple decades ago, and it's put in this geographic location where uh, if there's a natural disaster, it's still supposed to survive. And it's kind of like a modern-day Stonehenge. Interesting. I'm not going to go there, but it's interesting. I have seen photos. It's just a bunch of big kind of Stonehenge rocks. Yeah, but don't they have um, writings all over it? It's like the Rosetta Stone mixed with Stonehenge. (laughs) Uh, No, for real. Rosetta Stonehenge. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's actually, I think some people have tried to deface it a couple of times, too, just because of, like, some people don't understand it. Oh, they're barbarians. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That sounds really boring. But I'm glad glad you called, and I appreciate you listening, and thank you so much. Let's go to uh, Kristen, I want to say, HB, up next, line two on the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, Kristen. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Hey, you are used to live in Atlanta? Uh, Bean, I'm sorry, where? You used to live in Hotlanta? Decatur. 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 All right, tell us about it. Tell us about it. In Decatur, yeah, I would recommend going to downtown Decatur. They've got an amazing place called Brickstore Pub that has hundreds of choices of beers, um, wines, great food. Um, I I don't think alcohol is going to be a problem in Atlanta. But she's saying Decatur. I'm telling you, Brickstore Pub is one of the best places to go. Yeah, downtown Decatur, you can take the train right to the uh, the courthouse, 
and there's a, also a corner tavern there that's amazing. So oh, you, you just, guys, you you just guys drink there, then well, you go right to the yeah, courthouse. Well, this will be perfect because you guys can just pick me up, and then <laughs> we'll go get more to drink. <laughs> By the way, I I love your accent, accent Kristen. I feel we're going to fall in love with some, some Georgia peaches while we're down there. People there are pretty sweet, but don't miss Sweetwater Brewery. You can't get their beer here. All right, take it easy. All right, easy. Get it. Take, all right take it easy. Yeah. We get it, Kristen Sweetwater or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, see you at the next AA meeting. <laughs> all right, let's go to Trevor Lakewood up next, line three again, planning our trip to Atlanta to broadcast Wednesday Where being? Friday. <laughs> Hot Atlanta. Thank you. Hey, Trevor, what's up? What do you do, guys? Where, are we, where should we go when we're in uh, Atlanta? Go Decatur. check out Top Golf. Top Golf, which I've they have in top, every city. I've heard of this, though. Don't we don't have, have it here. We don't have it here, right? I don't know. I we don't. do not have it in Southern Cal. We do no. not have it in Southern California yet. No, that's All just right. a driving range, right? It is a driving range, but it is a bar. It is a driving range. It's like playing darts with golf balls. Yeah. There's scoring. There's the way the ball falls gives you points. It's more of an arcade situation. It's supposed to be very fun. All right. Yes, it is. That sounds like and the kind uh, of thing that might be fun if it weren't the week of the Super Bowl. I feel like there must be more things going on that are more fun. Yeah, maybe that's a tough one to work in. I mean, I think that's a thing you do in August. You know what I mean, maybe? All right, thank you for the call. We just have time for two more real, real quick. Let's uh, let's go to Menifee. Jennifer, line six, please. Hey, Jennifer. Hello. Hello. Where should we go? Um, there is a place called the Vortex in Little Five Points, and it has, like, a huge skull outside that you can walk in. They really good burgers, really good drinks. And uh, they also, more importantly, have a huge wooden penis in the middle of the uh, restaurant. Go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have, a, they have a few of them. I mean, they have a lot of decor. They have, like, a huge motorcycle in there, and they have a bunch of different, you know, art deco stuff. But it's a lot a lot of penises. You're, you're going to see that. So oh. if that's what you're looking for, that's what I mean, that is I what we're looking for. Sure, Jensen, thank you for I showing mean, me that. No, well, that I wasn't me. I thought that was Yeah, that is a, that's a good-looking decor why yeah. why do they have penises in their in their restaurant i'm not sure why not amen well, okay. seems, All right. seems amen. unappetizing for starters <laughs> who <Yeah>. you talking <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the call we appreciate it all right let's close out with Lori. she's on line four hey wait a minute Lori is actually listening to us from atlanta georgia what? right now <laughs> what? Yes, yes i am hey Lori. wow hey. okay hey, what's up um, don't come. It's terrible. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Where were you last terrible. week when we what, were planning this? What is going on? No. What's terrible? What, what, I, I mean, I'm excited that you're coming, and I'm going to probably find out where you are and just come because I miss all things L.A. Mm-hmm. And, and please, it's, I mean, the traffic is terrible. It's a red state. I right. mean, mm-hmm. just don't come. Wow. Watch well, on is, TV. Well, I mean, fun. look, the Rams are in that game. I also hate the Rams because I'm originally from St. Louis. Oh, uh, well, you go straight so to So they're hell. dead to me. I can't wait so to meet you, Lori. <laughs> a lot of issues to work out. Lori's our people, though. <laughs> we'll see you this week. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Just thinking, Kevin, as uh, we prepare to welcome our next guest to the studio about the time we had in the guy who sticks beer cans on his head. Yep. <laughs> Remember? That guy was an Just actual guest. Cup That's correct. That, that we had on the show. This is a far cry sort from that. Sort of the same thing. He is a uh, professor of par- particle physics at the University of Manchester, the Royal Society Professor for Public Engagement in Science, and a fellow of the Royal Society. All that means he is smart as hell. Please welcome back to the show, Professor Brian Cox. Yeah. Hey, Brian. Pleasure to be here. 
beer. I must say, actually, piling beer cans on your head might be an appropriate response to our position in the universe. <laughs> oh, see? You think about the... <laughs> so the, he was a good guest to have, then. Yeah, the, the abject futility of being a small sort of You're bunch of atoms. You're on 30 seconds and you're bringing this down. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I'm not, how many words am I going to have to Google during this segment? <laughs> All right, well, well, uh, come I'm on, Professor Bummer. I'm saying we're very small in right. a very big and possibly infinite universe. And then you were talking and, to our producer, Dave, off the air about that right before he went yeah. on. And he said that he was watching a show uh, that was on this topic and he felt incredibly small and kind of panicked a little bit and kind of got depressed about it a little bit when you see how little we matter. And you kind of agreed with them on that. We matter, you're talking about as a species, no. as humans? I, I actually, I don't agree. What they actually said was that he found out he was insignificant and only believed it when Tom Hanks told him. <laughs> right? <laughs> that is what he said, but, yeah. However, no, I actually don't agree with that. It's, um, it, it is true that we are physically insignificant. So the current number of galaxies, the, the current estimate for the number of galaxies in the past of the universe we can see is two trillion so that's two, two trillion, trillion galaxies, galaxies, each one the size of the Milky Way, which has, let's say, 200 billion stars in it. Oh, my so God. How many, how many uh, suns? How many well, so it's, yeah, 200 it? billion suns per galaxy, per, on average. It's a good and first question, though, Kevin. No, 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 <laughs> so, so it's, <laughs> Kevin didn't know that stars were suns. Yeah, How dare you? <laughs> no, he's right, though, because some of them are double stars. That's what he meant. Oh, right. yeah. Some of them yes, are double stars. Yes, definitely. Yes, definitely that's what he meant. <laughs> Thank sure. you, Brian. Uh, but, now, Brian, is, is, uh, I didn't want you to come in here and have to answer the same old dumb questions that you have to answer everywhere you go. But the big questions are the big questions for a reason, because they're the things that we as humans stay up late at night worrying and wondering about. Yeah. And you must get asked more than anything else about the possibility of life uh, in, in other parts of the galaxy, right? Yeah, and th this is where I think we become significant, notwithstanding the fact that we're tiny because uh, I we, we don't know that there's any life beyond Earth. We haven't found any. We strongly suspect there is. We've got missions on Mars at the moment. There's some of the moons of Jupiter and Saturn. So even in our solar system, we think there might be microbes around, but it will be microbes. And what we really mean when you ask the question, is there life? You sort of really mean aliens. With Are they talking about civilizations? Yeah. And I've got, uh, you can argue that there might be very few of those. I mean, in fact, I've got a friend who's a professor of um, zoology at Manchester University, and he likes Same. to look up at the the, uh, the Milky Way and point to those 200 billion suns and say, um, all there will be there is slime. How so, can that be, though? Don't you think there's somebody on uh, Jupiter right now that's saying about Earth? They're saying, oh, I bet just microbes out there. Um we, well, we know that. I mean, first of all, Jupiter's a gas planet, so there's no. There'll be no. But I know. What How you mean. do we know? Because <laughs> we've also, been there. But is the Earth round? <laughs> These are questions that I haven't fully figured out. Okay, maybe Here's Jupiter the, was the wrong one. Let's okay. go Mars. Yeah. Well. Well. Here, the, the point is that we've seen no evidence of any civilizations out there. So whilst there might be a lot of microbes... Not with that attitude. True, <laughs> if it's true that civilizations are very rare, that does make us valuable. Yeah, you're making me feel very special. Are, because, yeah. right. <laughs> this might be the only place where anyone can have a conversation in the galaxy. It's possible. Yeah, wow, you, that makes it very... I just can't imagine we are so smart that we make iPhones and we're the only ones. You know what I mean? Like, I can't right. imagine cars and buildings and all those things are just us. Think how long it took us to emerge. So the origin of life on Earth happened about 3.8 billion years ago, we think. We have mm -hmm. good evidence for that. And it took 3.8 billion years, which is a third of the age of the universe, to even get to us. Yeah. To, to, to create this lazy, studio. Right? We're slow, I'll tell you that. Yeah. So that, it sounds yeah. like, Professor, you're saying that if even if aliens were to come by, they could have come by f long before there was life on this planet. 
Or, oh, or will come by long after there is life on this planet, right? That's true. I mean, if, there's been, what, over 13 billion years in this galaxy for life to evolve. So it could be that civilizations pop up and then disappear. And yeah, we're not even a blink of an eye. Yeah. I mean, we've been here for what? As a species, a quarter of a million years. I, um, I saw something in the news this week. This is a Professor Brian Cox. We'll tell you all about how you can see him live in Hollywood this May in a couple of minutes. I saw something on the news this week that confused me, and I think this is going to be an easy a softball for you. But there was a lot of talk about a rock that they found on the moon that they think came from Earth. Yeah. Yeah. What's, that, what's that about? That's quite well, an arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, does, how did that happen? It, we, we know that so so we know that there are Martian meteorites on Earth, for example. So we know that uh, you know the Earth can get hit by something, uh, bits of it can be thrown off, and, and some of that can land on the Moon. So, so it's just that, crazy luck. Yeah. So we know that stuff is transferred between planets, and that leads to that theory, which is probably not right, but it's at least possible that life could have begun on Mars, for example, three and a half, four billion years ago, and then been transferred to the Earth on rocks. So what, it, would, is that what, would have caused, what would have caused a chunk of Earth, though, to get knocked out of our orbit and, and go all the way to the moon? I just hit by a big big comet or meteorite, you know, like the thing that wipes out the dinosaurs would, would throw lots of rocks, and some of them would escape in space, and... I mean, we think the moon was created by a collision between the Earth and another smaller planet. That's what I thought. Billion years ago. <laughs> <laughs> when I say we. Yeah. Yes, right. But what? the moon, it plays such an important part in our entire existence. You can't, it was a mis- basically a mistake, a coincidence? Yeah, we're pretty sure it was a planetary collision four and a half billion years ago. What is, Bean said he didn't want to um, give you the same questions that everybody else gave you. What is the thing that drives you crazy that, most people just miss. They don't get. There has to be one overarching thing where we're uh, too dumb to co- to comprehend. Right, exactly. Well, I think it's going back to what, what we just spoke about. It's our, our potential value and rarity. I mean, it is it is possible that, that, that there's a great physicist, Richard Feynman, who won the Nobel Prize. He was at Caltech, and he um, said that we are atoms that contemplate atoms. That's what a human being is. Now, it could be that there are very few places, on the average, one per galaxy at any one time, where atoms come together to contemplate atoms. So that means we are extremely valuable. And most people, I think, don't think about that. They think, you know, you hear it said a lot that humans are just a thing that destroys the planet. The planet would be better off without humans. Humans are the thing that thinks. We we are atoms that think. Okay, let me just bring up a contradiction. You started by saying we're nothing. Now you're saying we're amazing. No, I was in the I was in the I was in the midst of a long answer. I got interrupted halfway through, so that's why. So I was going on to say somebody wants to have it both ways. <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. Uh, we're going to take a break. Come back more with our guest. Tell us uh, for folks who can't stay with us or need to know immediately how they can see you live and in person. What happens Friday, May 24th at eight at the Ricardo Montalban Theater in Hollywood? What is this show all about? Professor? I have this big world tour that starts next week in the UK. And it's, um, it's posing the questions we're talking about. It's, it's given, what do we know about the size and scale of the universe? It is terrifying, in a sense, but it's also remarkable that we've been able to understand the evolution of the universe from 13.8 billion years to the present day. And what is, it, what is, what is the meaning of it all? Again, it's Richard Feynman said that once. He said, what is the meaning of it all? Well, I think that science at least is necessary to start to answer that question is this a multimedia show you'll have you'll bring slides or what you oh slides, slides. I've, I've got these huge led screens the biggest that i can fit into the theater but do you have slides uh, no <laughs> I, I got graphics you know interstellar the movie interstellar mm-hmm. so the graphics company dneg that did that work with me on so for example wow. we've made a black hole 
um, a, a visual representation of a black you hole using black all holes. the quotes. The code of interstellar. Black holes are brilliant. I bet I know what they yeah. look like. They were our knowledge <laughs> fails, basically. Yeah. Uh, are so, you going to be uh, in President Trump's Space Force? Uh, <laughs> uh, he hasn't asked. He hasn't asked. Wow. I think you'd be a good candidate for it. I'm waiting for that call. <laughs> All right. I'm expecting the call. He <laughs> is Professor Brian Cox. Many more questions to come right after this on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Particle physicist Brian Cox is a professor, is in city with us here on the Kevin and Bean Show. He's from the University of Manchester. He has a live show coming to Hollywood at the Ricardo Montalban Theater on Friday, May 24th. Tickets are available right now through profbriancoxlive.com profbriancoxlive.com. During the songs there, Kevin was going through each of the 950 papers that uh, the professor's written and just tearing them apart. Just yeah. saying, you're wrong here. <laughs> you missed the right decimal here. point there. Yeah. But I did it off the air. Yeah. You did it off the so. air, but it was, it, was, it, was good. it was good that you schooled him, though. Okay, good. Yeah, we, it right. is a different exercise having him in the studio than a grown man named Monkey who we had in last week. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Slightly different. A uh, couple of uh, quick things for you, Professor. Uh, I'm just going to hit a couple things that have come up on this show recently, and I'd like to hear your thoughts. Many of our listeners believe that they see ghosts. Is there any evidence in the scientific world to suggest that there's any kind of remnant left behind from people who died? No. That was a quick answer. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a, a thirty-second okay, uh, answer why, why I think that's the case. Um, it, we, we know we, we're made of particles, right? Electrons and protons and all those things. The, the subatomic particles, that, and we know the behaviour of them with exquisite precision. Right? That's what we do at places like the Large Hadron Collider. So we look how they behave. So if you think there's some kind of extra thing a spirit or a ghost or whatever that then obviously it has to interact with the particles that make up your body so right. it has to because it carries a picture it looks like you when you die presumably and we have no evidence that there is any uh stuff that we don't understand in the universe why do you think so many people are convinced with they see ghosts then convinced. well i think that the, the key point is that our, our perception is flawed I mean, and we're very bad at understanding coincidences as well. And so we, we make, if you think about how many observations of the world the average person makes in a day, right? It's that, millions and millions of probably of little I observations. Mean, not me, but go ahead. <laughs> hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of tens Does of observations. Yeah. Dozens. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there, there are many hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people. And so sometimes that, that picture we have of the world goes wrong. And, and we're very bad. Uh, understanding coincidence and understanding when we have a we misunderstand something that happens. I, I think that that's much more likely than that there is some sort of force or some kind of other stuff in the universe that we've yet to discover scientifically. But you're saying scientifically it doesn't make sense. Doesn't but try. you're not saying scientifically we can prove that it doesn't exist. Oh or well, you are. science. You, the thing is, you can never prove that something doesn't exist. Right. The, the great philosopher Bertrand Russell, you will know. Sure, right? of course. <laughs> he said he had an argument about um, a teapot in orbit around Venus. And so you could say <laughs> there is a teapot in orbit around Venus. Mm -hmm. And you can go, well, we don't think there is. And you say, well, prove it. Yeah. And of course, it'd be very, very, very difficult to go and search all of the space around Venus for a teapot. Would that and tea be very, very hot or very, very cold? Which one is Venus? Oh, Venus is the hottest place in the solar system. Oh, so it'd be, it'd be way, it'd be way too hot to drink then. 
Yeah. I like where you're going with this, though, B. <laughs> no, no, but be could, I drink, could I drink from that teapot? He's right. It depends on the altitude. It'd be very cold in orbit, a high orbit around Venus, okay, but it was on the surface. Uh, so there is, there's a perfect temperature. Kind of there's a perfect temperature that if the teapot is exactly uh, where it should be, yeah. where it would be drinkable. There is a place on okay. Venus, yeah, somewhere where right. it'd be drinkable. All right, yeah. next, okay. next question. I did ghost. Here's the other one that has come up recently on the Kevin Bean Show. Millions of people around the world seem to put stock in astrology. That it matters where, when and where they were born in relation to stars in the heavens. What's that about? Again, it's, it's nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to it. There's no such thing really as a, Scorp- a Scorpio trait. I don't really know what to say. It's, um, I mean, what would be, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, you could say, well, it, what what does it matter? How would it influence it? If Jupiter is in a particular position against the stars on the day mm-hmm. that you're born, can that possibly have any influence? And again, no is the answer. The gravitational pull. Carl Sagan, one of my great heroes, used to say, the gravitational pull of Jupiter on the baby is less than that of the midwife. Wow. <laughs> I've said that many times. Now, Ali, you have talked a lot about uh, the moon affecting you, right? Uh, this is really weird, but the moon... At certain phases of the moon, I feel differently. Like when we had the blood wolf moon last week, I had the worst cramping of my life. And I was like, I wonder if it's the moon having any effect on that. Is it the moon? No, again, I don't. No. (laughs) (laughs) But But let let the man finish. Professor Bummer. Well, the, the thing is that there are... You know, there are a lot of things that influence our moods. And that, that's mm-hmm. why, I mean, the sensible answer to astrology and things like that, you know, we're really complex individuals and we have, live in a complex society. And, and it, you know, from, from month to month and day to day, and the, 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 you know, our, our moods can be affected by many things. Uh, but that's, that's, again, it's our perception. I think it's our feeling but, as human beings. Okay. There, there's no influence. Uh, you can say there's no influence. It's our perception. Are you gonna, but are you gonna, how, yeah. how are women who room together or very close friends, how do their menstrual cycles then sync up if there is not something bigger than us that's pulling and changing things? I was hoping we'd get to this question. Yeah. <laughs> Let's well, talk mince. I'm not, an, I'm not an expert on this. But again, it, you know, we... we What's the most likely explanation? Is the most likely explanation that that's just the the, the way that people are and the way that they think, and, and obviously the way that we think in our mental state affects the way our bodies function. We know that, you know, people. And, and so, is it that, or is it some unknown force or phenomena or thing in the universe? Brian, I'm asking you. Going, it's more likely to be that humans are just complicated. Rather than rather than there is something in the universe that we don't all understand. That that's a big leap. All right, I have okay. a question that okay. I'm pretty sure we asked you last time, and that is, you when you're not giving these speeches, you work at the Large Hadron Collider. Yeah, describe that for us. It is a it's a 16 miles in circumference, so it's the biggest experiment ever built, really. And what it does is it collides particles together to recreate the conditions that were present less than a billionth of a second after the universe began. And the reason is that we want to understand what happened in those earliest times. Sounds very how, easy to do. How nature... Be, I mean, it's, it's an amazing thing. It was, you know, it was built... But I think there are 88 countries collaborating now, including the wow. United States. So it's a global effort. It really, the world can only afford and only needs one of those things. Mm-hmm. But if, if 100 countries come together, then it doesn't cost very much. So here's my question. That's when, what it is. When we first heard about it, we read that there's a small chance that it might create a black hole and swallow up Earth. And we called and we were like, what? 
tell us what's the chance of that happening because you're going to create a black hole and destroy the earth. And they said, nope. <laughs> Did Again, they say nope? It yeah. says there's a small chance. Is there a small chance? No. There, there's okay. a, there was a, there's a, and it, there are some theories that might allow it to create microscopic black holes, really um, kind of speculative but possible theories. But what we know about microscopic black holes, we do know that if you made them, they wouldn't do anything. In fact, they'd be very hard to spot. But what they if they all got away. together and made one big one? It became a gang. Well, you haven't got <laughs> Yeah, what if they're just snapping like the jets and the sharks? <laughs> there isn't enough energy to make a big one in there. The, the, you can make, you, it's just possible. There have to be weird things. There has to be extra dimensions in the universe. So you're saying it like. is possible? Uh -huh. No, to make a microscopic black We're hole. We're all going to yes. die. It's because of this but, guy and his science. But right? for the microscopic black holes who have any influence at all, no. That's, okay. I'll okay. tell you what, one reason why we know that, because there are particles called cosmic rays, which are just particles from space that mm -hmm. hit the Earth. And they hit the Earth with energies way in excess of anything that we can make at the LHC. So they're raining here. down on us now. Somebody so is part of the cover-up. Nature right? were unstable and, and, and you know, you could, part of collision, particle. collisions could destroy planets and things, then we wouldn't be here. Are you in the pocket of big black hole? <laughs> what wow. you, I love those conspiracy theories. Where people, because, no, it's great, isn't it? Because on... What possible conspiracy could you build to, to hide knowledge about black holes? Well, tell you us. tell us, dude. Tell us, right? Yeah. So no, you tell me, why would it benefit? Well, who would it benefit? Uh, listen, as a flat earther, I don't know where to even start here. Uh, I'm not sure where to even begin poking holes in your things. But I'll just um, say, uh, sir, I'm not appreciative of most of what you said. The tickets are on sale now for way more of this live and in person. It's the Universal Adventures in Space and Time live show with Professor Brian Cox, Friday, May 24th at 8 p.m. at the Ricardo Montalban Theater in Hollywood. Again, the website is profbriancoxlive.com. This sounds like a fascinating evening, by the way. Uh, it's always great to have you in, Brian. Thanks so much for the time. Please come see us anytime. It's great to be. Can you ask me a question that I can answer yes to That's, next? Because <laughs> I've just said uh, will, no everything. Will, will the Rams win the Super Bowl? I have no idea. Oh. Yes, yes, no, he's not. Right. Yes, yes, yes. you up. Yes. For God's sake. Favorite professor. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. How boring and dumb do we seem now, by the way? Right? Like we didn't already. Now Dr. Cox is in and out of here, and you're left with us, Allie. Isn't it weird, though? I, it, just having the accent makes me believe everything he's saying <laughs> just a bit more than I would if he was from, like, you know, Tuscaloosa. Sure. He right? might be from Trenton. We have no idea. We don't. Do like we? he said, almost everything can be proven uh, correct. That's so true. Not wrong though. Oh my God, he's from Trenton. <laughs> he is Changes straight everything. up New Jersey, and we all bought it. Hook, and line, we fell and for sinker. it. We fell for it. We sure did. Oh man! All right, time for our final look at what's happening here on this Monday morning, Kevin and Bean Show. All I'm saying is, I was getting texts from your wife during that Bean that oh, yeah. I cannot read on the air. Fascinating. Dude's a dreamboat. Fascinating just life that she has uh, kind of figured out for herself <laughs> and Dr. Brian Cox. Oh, in her mind, she's oh, already yeah. moved on? Oh, she, yeah. I'm her starter husband? Oh, she might kill you is all I'm saying. Well, I wouldn't blame her. It's true. You guys, I want to give you something. There's a new movie coming out in theaters February 14th, Alita, Battle Angel. But how would you... Wait, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm unfamiliar with this one. What is it? Tell me more. Alita, Battle Angel. 
520 I love you. Don't call now. It's an action-packed story of one young woman's journey to discover the truth of who she is and her fight to change the world. Okay. How would you like to see that movie? Well ahead of its February 14th release in theaters. You're going to see it February 5th at the Westwood Regency Theater. A pair of passes to the premiere, you guys. You're not just seeing it like ahead of time, ahead of people. You're going to the premiere. So give a call right now. 1-800-520-1067. We'll take callers 10 through 14. And five of you are going to get a pair of passes to the premiere of Alita Battle Angel. It's uh, Robert Rodriguez and James Cameron together. And Christoph Waltz is in it. What else yeah. do you need to know? Mm-hmm. He does not make bad movies. Right? You guys, this uh, this just it disturbs me to no end. We all remember remember the horrible situation in Paris at the Bataclan nightclub where Eagles of Death Metal was playing and shots rung out and 90 people were killed by terrorists at that concert. And they um, they have a mural by Banksy right outside of one of the exit doors. It's a beautiful picture. It's a veiled woman who's in mourning. It was stolen on Friday night. According to the BBC, a group of hooded individuals armed with angle grinders removed the door, placed it in a van, and took off. What kind of karma are you bringing onto yourself? And what do you do with that? What Exactly. You're not going to resell it because people are going to know that it was stolen. And I can't imagine it would be, would it be worth anything anymore if they know it is stolen? No. <laughs> No. It's just, it's insanity. What it's is wrong people. with people? Bad people there. Real bad people. Bastards. <laughs> bastards, indeed. I don't like any of it. Speaking of bastards, the modeling agencies that work with supermodels like Bella Hadid, Haley Bieber, Emily Radijkowski are uh, going to be hit with um, having to divulge some details about the payments convic- that convicted fraudster Billy McFarlane made to them during to the during the lead-up to the fire Festival. Yeah, all right. Remember, Ooh. they were all paid to go there, take pictures, post on their Instagram mm-hmm. about the fire Festival. That's how they got the buzz going. Absolutely. Now a judge has signed off on subpoenas for those talent agencies, and they're looking into a $250,000 payment to Kylie Jenner in January 2017, where several months later, she posted an Instagram promoting the festival. So, mm. I, uh, will they have to repay that money? How I does it work? I don't know. That's odd. I don't think so, because they lived up to a contract that right. they had made, so I don't think so. But yeah. they're probably trying to figure out where it came from and things yeah. to get him more locked up. Absolutely. I think the, the uh, God, I hate to say the words Instagram influencers, but mm-hmm. I think they were operating in good faith. I agree. Most Absolutely. likely, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think they had any idea what was to come after all of this. It's but... hard to remember a time when Kylie was only getting a quarter of a million dollars for an Instagram. Right? That's true. Uh, the good old days. She, she's a million now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the insane thing about all this is now when we see Instagram posts and you have to put hashtag ad, this was all due to this happening. You have to now know when somebody is promoting something on their website or on their Instagram or on their social, whatever, you have to know it's an ad so then you can determine whether you want to believe its validity or not. Hey, for folks who haven't seen the Fire Festival documentaries, mm-hmm. there's competing ones on Netflix and Hulu right now. Jensen, you watched them both. Which one do you recommend? I recommend the Netflix one. Netflix one. It's I a watched more them both as well. Info-based, mm-hmm. 
It's a little, I don't know. It gives you, you more of the full story. Uh, absolutely. The thing with the Netflix one is it's more of a backstory, and they also tell of the hardships endured by the Bahamian people there. And the Hulu one is more Billy-centered, and it tends to be... A little flashy, a little like, oh, here's our music montage, boom, into the next shot. So I think maybe Billy Hulu, doesn't give you anything. He gives you nothing. nothing so. so, but like I said before, you have to determine which is more ethically reprehensible to you. Do you want the Hulu doc that paid Billy to be in it, or do you want the Netflix doc that used all of F. Jerry's stuff, made him a producer, so they could have all of that background material? And I say the Netflix one is just better. Okay. Plus, I think I think that's a documentary that K Rock listeners would really enjoy. Yes, that's very what much I want so. to I think plot. I think you should watch both of them, to be honest. And I don't see how you can't not watch both of them. But that's just me, because I consume a lot of television <laughs> and movies. But there is a scene in the Netflix one that will change your mind about what you would do for water. <laughs> and I just, I just think the whole thing is worth it just for that. Just for that one line. Good Allie, God. will you ever be that thirsty? Never. <laughs> Never. And I mean that in all oh. possible meanings of the word. And it, ju- it just raised so many questions. I won't give it away, but right. the man said he went back to his hotel, showered, Brushed his teeth, uh-huh. used mouthwash. What are you doing, sir? What What are you getting ready for? Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, watch it. This will all make sense. <laughs> oh, it is so gross. Ah, oh, think he'll be at the Super Bowl. Hope so. I hope he's there. Sure. Right. Hey, speaking of the Super Bowl, may I put in a plug? Sure. Yes. Yeah. We're going to be broadcasting live, as you know, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday from. Hotlanta, brought to you by TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. And I am being informed by our producer, Dave, not only are they awesome in sending us to the to the, uh, to the the city to broadcast, mm-hmm. they're giving us new TVs. All right. Woo, new TVs. All of us. That's that incredible. New TVs to for give away. TV. TV. No, no, no. For the, list, for the listeners. No, guys. I was for... looking it up. T- uh, Wait, TCL what? has an amazing TV, so I'm stoked they're giving it yeah, to Yeah, right, but not for yeah. us. It's, we're giving them away on the air Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So TCL TVs. Because I was asking... Hey, it's great that Kevin wants to go to this to the superb owl, but uh-huh. what's in it for the listeners? Now I have an answer. The the answer is that brand we're new getting TCL. TVs. No, nope, brand new TCL. 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 For the listeners, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. For the listeners, there's nothing stopping the listeners to from giving us the TVs though. Just regifting them to us. Okay, that would be so kind. A little. TLC for the TCL, huh? See what I did? I just switched some... What? Okay. Hey, some birthdays for you. Elijah Wood, Ariel Winter, Sarah McLaughlin, Nick Carter, Joey Fatone, Jay Colin, Rick Ross. Happy birthday, and that's what's happening. Thanks, Allie. If you missed any part of today's show, you can get the entire show on today's Kevin and Bean podcast at krock.com or radio.com. Uh, on your drive home today, listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, believe it or not, we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to have some highlights of an interview with an old couple that figured out how to win the lottery. And they've won multiple lotteries. Like million-dollar ones? 26 million so far. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Mm. There's they no figured formula. It out. It's their uh, random drawings. That's what, that's what the lottery official thought. And then the lottery official was like, I can't believe these two math nerds figured out a way to win the lottery. Oh, I'm out. I'm in. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm saying math nerds. I, I won't even follow it. Are they sharing the details of how they did it to the point where we could do I it? I don't believe so. 
I don't believe so. Plus, uh, tomorrow morning, we have tickets to Death Cab for Cutie at the Hollywood Bowl, August 11th. And uh, you're qualified for K-Rock Wheels Up 2019, which is Death Cab for Cutie in Sydney. We'll see you tomorrow. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.